Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and Streaming Life at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to Think Again, presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that has been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. Today we're talking about climate change and the absolute abrogation of responsibility by our Australian leaders. Mm. I'm sure everyone is well aware there's currently a heat wave rolling across Australia in just the first month of summer. Truly frightening, out-of-control fires have been sweeping New South Wales and Queensland. Sydney has been choked with thick smoke from surrounding fires. Western Australia has been widely affected. In northeast Victoria and Gippsland, over 56,000 hectares of bushland have been destroyed. People have died. Animals have been killed and huge tracts of native vegetation and farmland have been razed. These fires are truly unprecedented. Some of the megafires are like storms we remember from 2009 in Victoria. They make their own weather and can explode as fireballs. Many of the fires are not extinguishable. They are called out of control or unable to be contained, except by a change in weather, which is unlikely after so many months of drought and today's temperatures across Australia and the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. In New South Wales, a state of emergency was declared yesterday due to the fires. Melbourne today is set to become the record for the hottest December day on record at 44 degrees. On Tuesday, three days ago, we had Australia's hottest day on record. So many records being broken, and this is predicted to continue. It doesn't take a genius, really, to make the connection with climate change. Many have pointed out, and not just scientists, really, who are anyway not believed by so-called skeptics and deniers, that this is a catastrophic climate change happening right here, right now. What the scientists have been warning us about for some time, 20, 25, 30 years ago even, is happening, and firefighters and fire chiefs and many others who have decades of experience with fires have clearly stated that these fires are different, and they are certainly exacerbated by climate change. They probably, in that linear way, not caused by it, like striking a a match and there's the flame, but Really, clearly, as they state, they are very much made worse by that change, and we'll be coming back to that in a bit. Mm. But our PM, Scott Morrison, is no genius, and his response, or non-response, or actually absence, and that of other supposed political leaders... Mm. And in, our mainstream media yeah, is as scary as it, as it gets. Particularly the, the, Murdoch, bra- uh, the Murdoch brunch. brunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they so, probably are brunching while this happens. Uh, last week, according to The Age, the PM is urging calm over troubling bushfires, as he called them. Still, in denial about climate change, he says there are many contributing factors that relate to these fires. 
A Minister for Resources, Matt Canavan, he said that the fires have not started due to climate change. Really, no one says that. Yeah, that, that they've actually stated because some... Mm, mm. Matt Canavan said they've started because some silly people have done some stupid things. Unbelievable. It, uh, I really, I've, yeah. I've got no words for yeah. that. Th- these are the people who are meant to be in charge and using and asking for all scientific expertise to make the best decisions for all of us. You'd think minimally that's what our taxes are for. I would say so. And as finally said by one one Liberal politician, uh, I think it was last week, Matt Keane, the Environment Minister in the Liberal Government in New South Wales, we need to stop making climate change making a matter of religion and make it one of science, he said. Mm. He said we need to reduce or abate carbon emissions and reduce its impact leading to climate change. Yeah, well, and you wouldn't have thought that was too radical, really. Could not. Well, as we probably have noticed, all hell broke loose from that side of politics and its media. And with the fires now being passed their second month, still politicians pretend that all is in hand and that there's no need to panic, that firefighters don't need further mm. help, And then, as Morrison said, because they want to be there. And the New South Wales Education Minister, again, repeated that now is not the time to philosophize about climate change. And ominously, the new opposition leader recommitted his party to support further coal export. And why? Because if we don't, someone else will. Talk about giving pragmatism a bad name. And on that name, we turn to... Viva la Revolution by Groove Smith.
get your copy of 3CR's magnificent book. It's a stunning history of the people, programs and issues at the station since 1976. On sale now for the amazing price of just $20. Pick one up at the station or jump online and place your order. Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR. On sale now for $20. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about climate change and making a plea for our leaders to treat this as the emergency that it really is on a grand scale. So to continue what we were saying before, our spin doctor PM, Scott Morrison, defended his government's lack of commitment to prevent climate change by saying that Australia's greenhouse gas emissions were only a tiny part of global emissions. He said that 1.3% of global emissions... That Australia had that, Australia had that amount only, he said. Is less than... Is just very little, and he then mentioned actually. I'm just remembering now. He also mentioned that New South oh, Wales that's is right. less. For Australia, it's less. It's 1.3 percent, right. and for New South Wales, it's less than 0.5 percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. as if as if emissions stay within state or national borders. Exactly. So what a disgrace, really, and what a real and tragic mm-hmm. failure of leadership. What a failure of intellect and moral judgment. Yeah, with that 1.3%, I did a bit of of back-of-the-envelope calculating, just for fun. Now, just we know that Australia has about 25 million inhabitants and that that is about 0.3% of the world's present population. 1.3% the world population, which is 7 billion. Now, just imagine for a minute, that we live in a just and equal world where benefits and duties are equally spread so that every person of those 7 billion would have the right to produce an equal amount of carbon emission or pollute if you mm-hmm. want. It sounds okay, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it, it's equal and just, basic human rights and equality stuff, isn't mm-hmm. it? So what is it then that gives us Australians with our 0.3% even if there is a right to pollute, that's right. Given what even give, assuming that, that's right. What what gives us the right to produce an amount of emissions per person that is more than four times what would be an equal share of the global emission based on per person emissions? So calculated that way, Australians, all 25 million of us persons, added. Another, the emissions of another 70 million mm. to our equitable amount mm-hmm. of 0.3 mm-hmm. of total. So it would be for 95 million people. So what you're, doing. exactly. So that actually means that we multiply our emissions by four times and mm-hmm. say that that's all okay. And that just a little bit it would get. Just looking at 1.3% therefore, which with no further thinking, indeed, we can actually pretend that it is just a little bit. Mm. But when you look at it per person, it's four times wow. as much as we are supposed to do. And, of course, in addition, that 1.3%, it doesn't include the emissions mm-hmm. created elsewhere by burning the coal that we export. They add 
3.6% to global emissions. <laughs> but we, I'm doing air quotes, we, and this includes Labor opposition leader Mr Albanese, suggest that these emissions should not be accounted to us. Either no, directly no, no. or indirectly, they Ex- suggest exactly. that. Exactly. Of course not, he said. We just sell the stuff. And if we wouldn't, others would come in, Albanese said. Talking about ethics here, aren't we? And after the Madrid COP discussions, COP. Last, the, the, uh, the, those are the regularly, annually recurring uh, global discussions about uh, climate change mm-hmm. and about how to deal with it, mm-hmm. uh, which were totally sabotaged by, uh, sabotaged by Australia, Brazil, Saudi Arabia, China, and of course the USA having th- said and threatened, no, actually decided that they want to be out of those discussions. They wanted to include rather obsolete assumed historical reductions of their emissions uh, for the Paris agreements. They mm-hmm. were just trying to pretend that they, and that included us Australians, mm-hmm. were more virtuous than the others because we started diminishing emissions much earlier than everyone else. Mm. Of course... Which isn't true, but that uh, would be to take uh, a lot uh, more time to untangle. Uh, and that we now have sort of the right to be more dastardly and derail meaningful global precautionary processes of abatement. This, of course, is aided and abetted by a cohort of skeptics and deniers, amongst whom, as we know, we can include former PM Tony Abbott and his reactionary supporters still in government, Abetz, Christensen, Canavan, Taylor and the Murdoch media fake news Mm -hmm. producers. The latter are especially interesting to listen to and to notice how they turn the scientific statements about global warming and climate change into very simplistic causal statements, as I said before, like striking a a match and there's the flame. So you're saying that they require simple causal proof. Yeah, that's right. Like billiard balls. You hit this billiard ball and it hits another billiard ball. And we're working with complex systems, of course. That's correct. And they interpret those systems and present them as if they are totally simplistic, linear kind of things. And then it's easy to deny. Yeah. And, of course, the tobacco industry yeah. used that for years. You proved that those cigarettes you smoked Absolutely. all those years yeah. caused your cancer. That's right. Or they say things like, it's not guns which kill, it's people who have the guns. And mm-hmm. So we need to talk with people and their mental health before we do away with the guns. So it's that simplistic, causalistic, I call it causalistic thinking. Mm. And they say things like, global warming causes bushfires, according to the scientists. That's what, that's what, for example, the Herald Sun would say all the time. And that's never what scientists have said. They never say this simplistic linear, they cause it. Or another one, which for me hits the absolute... Yeah, anyway, uh, this, uh, one scientist is supposed to have said, it can't be carbon because everything would be black if it were. Oh. Now, just imagine that... Anyone would take that seriously. Mm. And they say more of this sort of silly and rather stupid falsification. But also, we need to realise that the fact that 70% of the news digested in Australia is controlled by Murdoch, we can see why public ignorance still reaches the level it does. Mm. And that's the point also where ignorance and arrogance are Mm. so closely related. Because when you get that kind of message, we have the right to do this kind and, of and thing. And I would add the triumph of marketing. Uh, because yeah. what marketers know is it doesn't matter if something's mm. true or not yeah. enough. You just announce it um, and you disseminate it and that's, that's enough. Right. That's correct. And in spite of 
increasing numbers and um, proportions of the Australian population wanting action on climate change and global he- uh, heating, as shown in successive polls, but also by individual reactions, like one of the heroines of, uh, Mer- uh, of uh, Morrison's big, big advertising thing about 10 or 12 years ago when he was head of advertising, now has come out and said, hey, I don't want to be used and misused by your falsifications. So there's a lot of that. Thankfully, a lot of that stuff which is happening and where people start to say, hey, this is not what we want to see you, our leadership, do to us. Mm-hmm. And we have to keep doing that. That's mm-hmm. right. The thing about the youth, the youth, uh, the, the, the youth strikes or the student strikes, great stuff. Yeah, I think um, the point is really that we want the pol- politicians to not be calm. They mm-hmm. should be anxious That's so that we don't have to be so anxious. Exactly. And it highlights the crucial importance of alternative media, uh, like the three, like the station we are now th- talking through. Yeah, exactly. Mm. 3CR is about community, and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills, or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial. 3CR digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about climate change and the devastating inaction of our leaders. So here are a few points for our Prime Minister and for his opposition, because we can't really afford to give in to defeatism and cynicism. Exactly. So firstly... While Australia is contributing about 1.3% of the total global emissions directly, because we burn the stuff up here, as already mentioned, our fossil fuel exports amount to an additional 3.6% of annual global emissions. So add to the 1.3% we're talking about, uh, the three points add to that, the 3.6, we're talking about 5% which is huge given our relatively small population, as we have discussed before. We're talking about 16 times more than our population numbers would sort of justify if things would be distributed equally. And if we had a right to pollute. Totally, exactly. (laughs) We really have to start taking our international obligations seriously to halt climate change and stop all this tricky accounting to pretend we're meeting the Paris goal for the decade after 2020, and as, as Morrison says, in a canter. What a load mm. of boom. And yes, well, let's, a marketing frame, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and let's start investing in alternative energy and stop digging coal out of the ground or, or oil as we now allow the explorers to go in the bite and to start mm. doing that kind of stuff. As bad as the coal, really. Mm. Uh, otherwise, we deserve every bit of the international condemnation of our attitudes and practices, as shown after the disaster of the Madrid uh, convergence or meeting last week. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> secondly, another point for our esteemed Prime Minister and leaders, the inaction of our elected representatives in the face of catastrophe is not just an intellectual one, it's a moral one. 
And it's a moral one that has a domino effect on other nations, including the large and populous countries like China and India, which on a per-person basis still only emit a fraction of what we in Australia do. Mm. So because of Australia and the US, they are less likely to reduce their own emissions because, well, why would they? Mm -hmm. We're putting Mm -hmm. our economy first, um, taking advantage, Mm. not taking our responsibility. So why should they? That's right. Especially since the US, using the same calculations we offered before, produce more than 30% of the global emissions, while only... Yeah, and they only 5% of the world population. Oh, that's so right. They only account for 5% of the world population. It's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. wow. Oh, sorry, so I just had stumbling over the figures. Yeah, so climate justice, anyone, really, yeah. if you think about it. And thirdly... A we, third point for our leaders. Yeah, we are in a climate emergency. Urgent action is needed, is needed right now. Yes, of course, we need to urgently respond to the fires. That's clear. But we also need to stop worsening the conditions that are contributing, worsening, and therefore also become a causal factor in the fires flaring up and to increasing and, and which, is all, which also making, uh, contribute to the increase in numbers and the ferocity in the first place. So we need to do that to the fullest of our collective powers now. Mm. Otherwise, we will just see more and worse of the same in the near future. No wonder that young people are frightened and anxious mm. and that they so. don't need to be uh, dealing with their anger management. Well, how patronising is It's unbelievable. That? Remember Trump saying to, to Greta Thunberg that she should ma- uh, work on managing her anger. What? Uh, anyway. anyway. Mm. <laughs> so um, in the history of humanity, if we ever needed wise, responsible and proactive leadership, it's now. It's not just about whether we ultimately survive. It's about the untold suffering we're wreaking now and into the future if we do nothing. Or just do and support those things that preserve the coal industry and the wealth of the fewer and fewer. This suffering will not just be for people. It will be for all living things. And I'm thinking, I keep thinking of those koalas that a man on the news recently recalled screaming through the night from his, he could hear them from his fire-threatened property in New South Wales. Without the required leadership and action, we're looking at increasing wars over water and fertile land, waves of dispossessed people and widespread famine. Mm, indeed, and Mr Morrison, if you have a bit of time for us coming back from, from your holidays, you might actually look at generally addressing climate change as part of your refugee policy as well. Indeed, people in those countries have suffered through our Western colonial and exploitative policies of the past, a couple of hundred of years really, and our present military interventions almost everywhere. And as they run away, that means the people whom we are uh, whose countries we are invading, controlling and whatever, disempowering, they run away from a certain death or from starvation. Or well, from their islands being swallowed up by the sea. Exactly. As our politicians have laughed about in public forums. Absolutely. We need to be responsible and admit to our causality. That means we being part of the causes of all of this as well. Mm-hmm. So under these circumstances... Inaction by our leadership does really seem, mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. criminal. Yep. 
So recently, an anti-vaccination campaigner was arrested in Samoa amidst a measles outbreak that mm. has led to 72 oh, deaths, yeah. including children. So mm. um, he was arrested for his mm. complicity in those deaths in ignoring the science That's and right. urging people exactly. not to be mm-hmm. vaccinated. Mm-hmm. He ignored the science. Mm-hmm. The harm of climate denial by our supposed leaders is on a much grander scale mm. without taking away from the tragedy being experienced in Samoa, mm-hmm. who we're also thinking of, of course. In a sane world, climate deniers mm. in positions of influence who also deny the science, they'd surely be arrested and put on trial. Absolutely, absolutely. And before we talk about uh, some service announcements of borderlands and things like that, you know, this morning in The Age, there was a really good article by Tim Flannery mm-hmm. uh, on uh, connecting the, point, the dots. And that's really, which we like to do. Yeah. <laughs> which we really would like our politicians to do. We probably should start a new prep school or something for politicians to, you know, remember how Sammy we... Sammy Jay would like that, yeah, the comedian. <laughs> yeah, you remember how it used to, to be in kindergarten or in prep and had these numbers, dots. Yeah, joining numbers the dots. The, exactly. Mm-hmm. So probably we should something, offer them a, a seminar like that. Because at the moment they'd be starting with mm. one line. Yeah. It'd be one, two, yeah. seven in a straight line along the page. Perhaps they could learn a bit about exactly. so, complex uh, some, causality. Exactly, some joining the dots kind of thing. And we, put, we would probably have to add some extra special kind of sessions for journalists who, once those dots are actually connected, they see the picture. Mm. And then they would have started to say, what the heck am I going to say now to my audience? Mm-hmm. So they are going to have problems. They're probably the social worker or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not funny. Um, <laughs> So thanks again for listening to uh, Think Again on 3CR Community Radio. You had to think before you said that. <laughs> yes, with Jacques Boulet and Jennifer Borrell. Remember, if you do want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, or any program really, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.